0: and welcome to the 8th episode of Young Thriving. Today, I'm going to give you my best tips for school in any situation, in-person learning or e-learning, so you can start preparing for the upcoming school year. I would like to remind everyone that no school year can be perfect, especially one during a pandemic. Don't beat yourself up if you can't get all your work done or join as many clubs as you want. Focus first on you. Okay, let's get into it. For this week's News Rundown, I'll be covering the status of school. In last week's episode, I talked a lot about how I felt about the school reopening. So if that interests you, feel free to check it out. Currently, many schools are switching to online school, but some are firm in complete reopening, and some are considering hybrid learning. Originally, my school was giving us an option, fully in person or fully online. I didn't like that because I felt like it was too difficult of a decision for parents. I'm pretty sure that not many families signed up for e-learning, so now they're introducing a hybrid model, which will also be safer for everybody, no matter who signs up for which. So that would mean two groups of students that would go to school on different days so we could social distance while we're in school. On the days we don't go, we'll stay home and do e-learning. Last week, my school sent an email saying they were working out details for the plan and it technically hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure that will, it will happen. So I wrote that a few days ago, and since then, they have actually confirmed it. There are two groups officially that everybody knows because it's just based on last name. will be at school for two days and then all at home on Friday. So uh, hopefully my family will go with the hybrid, but we might just do fully learning. We're not sure yet. I really like this model because I feel safer going to school and without it, I definitely wouldn't be in school at all. I have friends in other school districts that are going fully online and IPS is pushing back the date of the first day of school for a couple weeks. All of that is to show that kids all over the nation and Indiana are in different situations. Because, as we discussed in the previous segment, some kids will be going back to school full-time in-person, some full-time online, and some a little bit of both, I will be covering my best tips for doing well in school environments that could be different, starting with in-person learning. Plan the night before. You want to make sure you don't forget anything important while in a rush to get out the door in the morning, so get ready before you go to sleep. For example, get all your homework in your backpack, get your lunch and water ready, and of course, your face mask. It's also helpful to lay out your clothes in the morning so in case you need to do some last minute laundry, you've got some time. Next is to get to bed at a good time. Sleep is very important to our brain's function, so make sure that you get enough sleep. Aim for seven to nine hours. Take this time in the summer to start fixing your sleep schedule so you can actually get to sleep the night before the first day. I occasionally will eat some melatonin gummies if I have trouble getting to sleep. So if your sleep schedule is really messed up like mine was um, like a month ago, <laughs> you might want to try those. So now let's talk about the actual learning. Focus first on actually understanding the material. The purpose of school is to develop a love of learning, at least I think so, even though how it is right now, it's... It's not that great. Um, it's It's really focused on tests instead of actually teaching. Well, they teach us, but it's hard to retain some knowledge. So just focus on that so you can improve yourself. And while it's not enjoyable to have lots of pressure, hard tests, and strict teachers, you'll do better if you take time to focus on learning the material first. If you're having trouble, ask the teacher for help. That is what they're there for. Next, figure out how to study. Everybody learns differently, and in turn, everybody studies differently. Try out different methods like note-taking, making study guides for yourself, using different websites, flashcards, even having a family member quiz you, and other games, or not games, other strategies that you might have. This will help you retain the information and do better on the quiz or test. Use homework as a resource. Another way to learn is by always doing your homework. Which I know seems really difficult saying that. Mostly doing your homework. Well, you want to try your best, even though it can be difficult You have stuff. Homework isn't only something teachers assign just because they don't want you to have any free time. They do it because it helps you learn. It's great practice, especially in math. I wouldn't have survived my algebra class (laughs) or any of the tests if I didn't do my homework. Try to get your homework done shortly after you get home so you don't have to worry about it all night. Second to last is help out classmates. If you see a classmate struggling, offer to help them out. If your school offers it, you could even do some peer tutoring. Of course, this could change because of COVID. Anyway, make sure that you're asking for help if you need it. And to end the list, do other things. It's great to do well in school and dedicate time to it. But make sure that you're putting in your time to other things as well. Maybe you have some hobbies to work on at home, or you're really into a certain club or sport. If not, find something you like doing. Whatever it is, make sure you're putting energy into the things you enjoy, because they make you a more well-rounded and happy person. So that does it for my in-person tips. Next, we'll move on to the online learning tips. Like I explained in the beginning, Many of us will not be going back to school in person, at least not full time. After doing e-learning for a few months, I feel like I've learned some things that might be helpful to you if you're doing online learning this year. Here it goes. The first tip is to make a schedule. I think making a schedule is very important because it assures you stick to some sort of normalcy every day, which I know people like to talk about a lot and you can kind of be more accountable with getting your work done. And it just helped me stay a lot happier, honestly. Like on the days I wouldn't follow my schedule, I'd just be all over the place. So this doesn't necessarily mean planning every day down to the minute. I did try that, it didn't work. (laughs) Unless you did wanna do that, of course. My favorite way to plan is by using different blocks of time. Here's an example of what my average schedule during e-learning was. I think I'll make some changes for this year though. So first I woke up at eight every day. That was my goal. Sometimes I slept in a little bit, but make sure you wake up at a good time like you would at school. Cause this will give you more time to do your work and to get it done. And like I said, have a sense of normalcy. So I would have this like lengthy morning routine that I did for a few weeks. Um, But I definitely eat breakfast, get dressed. Oh, that's an important one. I didn't even write that down. Definitely get dressed. That helped me a lot to feel. It helps me just, like, I still get dressed in quarantine days. Maybe not how I would dress if I was going to school, but putting on clothes. er, Of course, (laughs) I was wearing clothes, but putting on stuff besides pajamas, brushing my teeth. Duh, that'd be gross if I didn't. But yeah, just staying, like, presentable helps me at least to feel like I'm starting my day and it helps me just do things because I feel like if I'm wearing pajamas, I feel like I can't do anything. I don't know why. But anyway, I'd start doing my work around ten. Then I'd take a break for lunch at around twelve. And I would stay like I would have a break till twelve to one thirty. Because it I was nice because um you know, I could do other things, hang out with Nola and just do anything I wanted after eating lunch lunch and it gave me a little time to work like into the 12th into 12 so it was good um, then I'd finish the rest of my work after that break so it could take me one to three hours you know we never it could fluctuate I'd also make sure to stop working at five even though I normally finished by then because if I knew that if I was working until 5 is because I stuck on something and I could just do it tomorrow or on one of the days where I didn't have e learning. You can see that I don't start right when I wake up, have a long break around lunchtime, and don't work too late in the day. This helps me not to become exhausted and also stay pretty flexible with my time, besides, like, compared to if I had every hour planned out, which I did at the beginning. I learned that that just wasn't helpful because if something went wrong or Something went over an hour you were like, ah. (laughs) Um, I also incorporate tiny breaks in between my work. I use the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes work and five minutes break. My dad says that he uses the Stromodoro technique, which is five minutes of work and a 25 minute break. (laughs) I don't know if I recommend that. The real thing allows you to refresh your mind. When I get stressed from algebra, I can take a little break and come back feeling better. On my breaks, I would sit outside for a little bit. I'd sometimes go on my phone, but I felt like that made it go really fast. So I just set a little timer and do something, go get a snack, you know, whatever will help me feel better in the moment. If that sounds like something that you would wanna do, you can just use a timer, or I, I, like, saw <laughs> I saw some Pomodoro apps. I personally use an app called Forest. It's only like $2 on the app store. And you plant trees for a certain amount of time and then you get a notification when it's done. So I just set that for 20. And towards the end of the e-learning, like the end of my school year, I ended up doing like 30 minute chunks just because felt like I was stopping like right before I finished. (laughs) It says I'm using it right now. I was using it while I was writing the podcast. So I get a little rest. So in conclusion, as a long, long tip. Um, make yourself a schedule, wake up at a good time and incorporate breaks. Okay, now onto the more learning step. Get your work done. I know it can be difficult to do this, but try your best to get your work completed and turn in. Actually do assignments, the, instead of just looking up answers since it's so easy to do it from home, will help you to still learn even in this weird situation. I know saying that sounds like Kind of demanding remember that you're not a machine you're a human I sometimes have to tell that to myself I just want to do everything but give yourself time that's why having breaks is so important so try to get most of your work done if you can't get a few assignments I mean it's not the end of the world and that leads me on to the next tip don't be afraid to ask for help even though you might not be in the same room as your teacher you can still ask for help my teachers have office hours, and during that time, I can email them any questions I might have while doing assignment. My algebra and social studies teachers also hosted Zooms for questions. If you need help and your teachers are offering it in some other way besides emails, take advantage. Also, don't forget to text friends that you have in the same class to get help from them. Next is to practice hobbies. Just like how you would join clubs and sports if you were going to school in person, You can practice your hobbies every day after school online. These could be playing music, doing art, cooking, building something, riding your bike, and even starting a podcast. (laughs) Anything like that will help you relax, maybe, and pass the time. And it's just fun to take a break from school in some other way. Next is to download apps to help your learning. This could also apply to in-person. At home, a lot of the responsibility to learn is put on you. Sometimes you need a little boost, and that's where some apps could be helpful. I have thought of a few of my favorites that I used during e-learning. So first, I downloaded the app that my school uses to do e-learning That way, and turned on notifications. That way, if I forgot to do an assignment and my teacher emailed me, I'd know right away. And it's easily accessible, so I don't have to get out my Chromebook every time I want to... look at something for school. For math, I use Photomath, which I'm sure a lot of people are aware of. I try not to use it too often, but if I'm really confused on what to do to solve a problem, I'll quickly scan it because it gives you the answer, but it also explains the steps to solve it, which is what I mostly care about. Another app I sort of used. Um, I wasn't always able to use it just because I had Photomath, but it's called Socratic by Google. And similar to similarly to Photomath, you scan a question and it gives you a bunch of resources to help you solve it. So it works for other subjects besides math as well. I used it for science a few times, um, but I only downloaded it a few weeks before school was over, so I didn't use it too much, but I'm planning on using it some more. There are many other apps I'm sure but those are only the ones that I have tried. That does it for my online school tips. I obviously have not done online school for too long, but I still hope some of these are helpful for you in the upcoming school year. To end this episode, I want to give some fun facts about art. In the past month or two, I've been drawing a lot because I really enjoy it and it's pretty relaxing. I also love the feeling of finishing something, looking at it and thinking like, I did that. (laughs) I recently ordered some new alcohol markers and they actually came yesterday. So it was really exciting. Anyway, let's get into the facts. So, cavemen were the first artists. They drew on the inside of their caves, representing humans, animals, and more. They were also colorful. I think they use like different powders of dye. I've just come across this next one and I think it's pretty funny. It's not necessarily about art but it involves an artist. Picasso had a dog, cat, a monkey, turtle, and an owl. That's a lot. I kind of want that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if any of his art was inspired by them. And last of all, art used to be part of the Olympics. Pretty recently, from 1912 to 1948, they offered medals, paintings, or er, medals for paintings, sculpting, architecture, music, and literature. Hmm, you'd have to be exceptional to be an elite athlete and a good artist. Oh wait, I forgot—I'm already both of those. Thank you for listening to the eighth episode of Young Thriving. Remember that this school year will be different and not everything will go to plan. Try to make the most of it, but always focus first on you. Make sure to tune in next Thursday for a new episode. Goodbye!